0: Tonight, the Imperial Census is in, Arta on the street answers the
1: galaxy's most pressing questions. And, a new synthesized alcohol is taking Lower Coruscant by storm, but security officials warn of a rise in public intoxication. What can quell this drunken menace? We'll tell you at 11. (laughs) Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Hoth Topics, a podcast about Star Wars, I am a scholar at the University of Coruscant, Ian, and joining me this week, as always, is my co-host, an Imperial data technician, John. John, how you been, buddy? Uh, I've been,
2: I've been all right. Yeah, it's
1: been a little while since we recorded last. Just a little. Okay, uh, Star Wars. Uh, Too much news. Yeah, Too ce- much news to filter in our in our tiny human brains. Celebration kind of overloaded us for a little bit. Uh, C-
0: celebration, and then all the stuff that has been happening since then. Yeah, also Galaxy's
1: Edge. Yeah, it's been it's been a lot <laughs> of news, but that's a good thing for Star Wars fans. Yeah, uh, like us. So uh, before we get into this week's you know topics and whatnot, uh, what have you been up to Star Wars related recently in the last month or so that we've been uh, we've been away. Uh, most
0: Star Wars thing that I, I've done was on May the 4th, go figure. Listeners of this of, of our series may know that Ian and I, every once in a while, go airsofting, which is like paintball, but with plastic BBs and mm-hmm. more realistic weapons and more of a sportsmanship honor sort of thing because there's no marking when you get hit. Anyway, right. a new field, uh, a new place to play opened up on Camp Pendleton, which is about 40 minutes north of us. And they opened on May 4th, and they encouraged people to dress in costume, which me and two other people did. And I showed up dressed as a Rebel Commando from Rogue One on the Scarif. Scarif. Yeah. Yeah. Flak vest, helmet, I turned my Airsoft Sterling into an E-11 that functioned and was not good because it only holds like 40 BBs, <laughs> this <laughs> is tiny magazine. And I made a replica of Cassian Andor's pistol, which is just a 4 with... No stalker barrel, so that was a lot of fun. I got second place in the costume contest after a guy dressed in, a uh, in like, X-Wing gear. As much. I, I think the only reason I got in second, because unless, like, people... There's a lot of younger kids, and it didn't really seem like there was a lot of Star Wars fan crossover. Mm-hmm. Uh, more than just, like, casual sort mm-hmm. of fans, filthy casuals. Um, I feel like the most of the people would have known the costume more from Battlefront. Mm-hmm. If it's in Battlefront, I don't know. I'm uh... pretty sure it is. But I think a lot of people were more stoked that I was running around with a replica E11. But, yeah, it was a fun day. Way too many people on small field, but the staff did the best they could. Always professional, and I really appreciated that. And I've told them many times since then that I thought they did a great job with what they had in hand. With controlling so many kids. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And then I went went from there straight to the San Diego Sabres Lightsaber Tournament, which you participated in
1: oh i got my butt whooped it was awesome (laughs) i i was uh yeah it it was it was it was a humbling moment but it was also it was also really cool to see my opponent flourish i think Mm -hmm. she went on to take second place in the whole bracket yeah in your in your um... yeah in my in my bracket it was split up into the, the the more beginner type people and then the more advanced people were in their own bracket um so uh, yeah I got my butt whooped which was I was a little disappointed by it but uh, at the same time it was it was really cool to see uh, to see how how far everybody else went and, and just you know it was a great time and I was there before while you were at I was just hanging around with people I met some met some really cool people and you know I, I, I sparred a bit with uh, I boffed a bit with the emperor penguin. Oh, uh, uh, that was Nick. fun. I like Nick. Nick's good people. Nick, yeah, Nick is good people. Yeah. Top penguin. Top penguin. It's the only he's, time he's, that He's literally top penguin. Good bloke,
0: top penguin. Well, uh, uh. on airsofting real quick, I, I, I realized something that'd be a lot of fun is that in airsofting and paintball and sort of like those kind of role-playing, LARPing sports that people take way too seriously... Mm-hmm. That's the problem, is that a lot of people take it too seriously, and I've been thinking how much fun it would be to get a bunch of people together to dress up in Star Wars costumes, make Star Wars replica blasters out of existing airsoft guns since... Most of the props in Star Wars were based off real-life firearms. Mm-hmm. And go airsofting as Rebel Commandos or something similar. Uh, I wouldn't recommend people in Stormtrooper. No. Because you're, most of that stuff is thin plastic, and these BBs can go right through it, and I would hate to see your $800 investment get shattered. Yeah, that but, would not be fun for anybody. But the Rebels were a lot of soft clothing that's easily available at thrift stores or handmade. So... If anyone's interested in joining on that project let me know i'm trying to i know i'm working on putting together some uh converting some of my m4s into a a280s from rogue one mm-hmm. or even uh
1: yeah it would be uh i think just like doing rebel costumes that are you know like you could kind of span a few things yeah. that would it would all mesh together because they're Cause
0: the, the scarif commandos You have the indoor commandos which, which would be even easier I mean, if you want to wear the hoth clothing in the Southern California heat and spend four hundred dollars on a MP forty or MG four no, STG forty four replica, uh, go for it. Mm-hmm. I I'm I am behind you, uh, with with my cheaper airsoft
2: replica.
1: You could also get the the outfits from like Battlefront too, as well. Oh yeah, yeah. They're they're actually like pretty cool variants, you know. Of uh of Oh, it'd be super easy to seen. do an
0: Inferno Squad
1: costume. Yeah, that would work. You could just go helmetless or
0: Yeah. Know.
1: Not wear of airsoft. Yeah, wear eye protection please. Helmet, please. But uh, you know.
0: Yeah. I'm 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 actually been working on a write up of what uh what guns are easy, easily available online for airsofting that can be converted, and where to get the parts to convert them? Mm-hmm. So that should be up within four or five months. I don't know. Yeah, I'm we're lazy. We totally are. professional.
1: So yeah, the airsofting thing and then the, the lightsaber tournament was probably the biggest things we did. Yeah, probably the biggest things. I, I, I again just reiterating, it was it was a lot of fun. The tournament. Mm-hmm. Good job, Eileen. You kicked my butt. And, uh, the, the, it was cool too that we, the, the tournament was held at two kids brewing and, uh, there was a brewery, um, galactic, intergalactic brewing that Mm -hmm. they went away for a bit and they came back and through two kids, kind of released some of their old beers. And there was a lot of, there was a good, good chunk of people there and it was a lot of fun. One of the, the few things, few things, that's
0: the wrong phrasing. One of the things I liked about the... The tournament is that there was one other person that showed up in, like, full-on Star Wars costume, and he was a Scarif trooper, a Shore trooper. Mm-hmm. So I just thought it was funny that I, dressed as a Scarif rebel commando, was the only other person in costume with a guy from the same movie. Mm-hmm. And so I I took a picture with the guy. Uh, so thank you, guy. I didn't even get your name. Uh, I'll post that up somewhere.
1: Yeah. Up something. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, it was uh it was kind of cool cuz I saw that guy walking around but he he didn't uh full armor yet. He just had his leg armor on. Mm-hmm. And uh I was looking at it and, and and I think it was me and a couple other people standing around just going like, "All right, I'm thinking Shore Trooper." And everybody else is like, hmm, I am thinking mando." So it was like the mm. Shore Trooper or mando cuz it was like the same, you know, kind of you know, tanish like yeah. leggings, so we weren't sure. Um Turned out to be Short Trooper, and I was very happy, because I knew you were showing up in uh, that outfit. So, um... What's on the docket today, Ian? What's on the docket today? Well, uh, as we mentioned in our in our last episode with the wonderful Megan, who joined us from the Spark of Hope podcast, we... This month is, like, our year anniversary, because I don't actually remember exactly when we started. March 30th. Ah, uh, okay. Oh, <laughs> seriously? Yeah. So We're, we're two months we're, late. We're, we're, we're um... <laughs> All right, it's May. So, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, so, wait, wait. this is when we're acknowledging it. Yeah,
0: we, we had a season break. You yeah, know, give the cast and crew a little bit of time to rest and recuperation <laughs> while they tear down the sets and build new ones, hire some new script writers, fire the director. I mean, that's that's classic Star Wars. Yeah, just, just um,
1: replace them. Yeah. Or them.
0: And then we did some reshoots. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. But anyway, to kind of acknowledge that we've been around for a while, we thought that it would be cool to kind of reach out to you, our listeners, and uh, get some questions from you and kind of just go through them and, and uh, you know, celebrate uh, all of you who have been uh, loyal listeners, all, all like seven of you. Yeah, we, we really appreciate <laughs> you writing in. So uh, how about we just dive into this, huh? Um, sure. All right. Uh, our first couple questions come from Miles. First question Miles has for us is uh, they had blue milk on Tatooine in A New Hope, and Luke drinks blue milk from the alien in The Last Jedi. Question is, does this milk come from the same animal? Are they popular like cows and domesticated all over? Or do different animals all make blue milk? So there's an important distinction, actually, to make between the two animals that produce this milk. The milk in uh, The Last Jedi is actually green. And I think blue milk comes from Bantha's, right? I, sure. I think
0: that's right. That's not something I've ever looked at. Okay. All I know is that several bars have d- beverages called ban- uh, blue milk that are all alcoholic and usually have vodka. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and are blue in color. So
0: blue milk comes from potatoes. Or whatever <laughs> vodka is from. Turnips? I'm mm-hmm. assuming it's turnips. It's Russian, I think it's, it's Russian, potatoes.
1: Right? <laughs> Actually, probably. Turn, turnip strong. Uh, turn up strong. <laughs> up very strong. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I think, uh, I believe that blue milk comes from banthas, the big uh, woolly cow Elephant. things that... Uh... Elephants. I mean, they were elephants. Yeah, yeah, um, that they are used, in the Tusken Raiders mount them. And, of course, the green milk comes from a weird fish thing, so... I think banthas are one of those things that are like pretty popular in desert planets. Yeah, I feel I feel like with the but they're also sacred to the Tusken Raiders on Tatooine. So well, I don't... horses
0: are sacred to like Mongols. So like, but yeah. like horses in other places aren't sacred; they're just pack animals. Sure. So it could just be a regional thing. Yeah. Yeah. Plant planety thing. Sure, a planety thing
1: big desert spawn. But camp.
0: yeah, I, I have no doubt in my mind that like most of the animals that we see that are uh, beasts of burden type animals in Star Wars have just proliferated throughout the galaxy. Like, sure. I'm sure Banthas didn't evolve on Tatooine. Or maybe they did. Star Wars is weird and has dumb canon sometimes. Nerfs are, <laughs> uh, nerfs are more like cows. Nerfs are made by Hasbro who has terrible um, uh, production, not production, but um, distribution. Distribution. Which means yeah. I still don't have my Han Solo Mud Trooper figure, which should have been released months ago but has never seen Southern California. Yep. Yeah. So get on it, Nerf. Yeah.
1: Sad day. Yeah. Um OP. Nerf. Nerf it, Nerf Genji. Is that is that a thing? I don't play Overwatch. I haven't played Overwatch <laughs> in a while. But probably, I would imagine. Um Slash chicken. But Nerfs are nerfs are uh they're they're kind of more like cows, like, you know, they they're called a nerf herder or whatever. So I think nerfs are also... I'm sure they produce something. Meat, milk, I don't know. Alright, uh, next question from Miles. Did the CIS have noble intentions? Certainly as Palpatine's puppet, they were destined to lose, but if they won, what would the CIS do? The Confederacy of Independent Systems. For those who don't know what I'm talking about. Um, so this is this is kind of a, like a weird thing,
0: because like... They, they are presented in the story as the villains mm-hmm. um they are they are the bad kind of rebels because <laughs> you know original trilogy yeah the rebels are the good guys um but these are like the ones that are trying to separate like they are the equivalent would be the con- confederate states of america mm-hmm. sort of thing and more recent right a uh, sort of allegory allegory yeah, yeah that's, that's right that's a good synonym but like when we see in the clone wars the when, the the few times that we do get to see the Confederate Parliament, that they are also just a collection of systems trying to do the best thing for their their systems. Um, it just happened to be being ruled by a guy that, or controlled by a guy that we all know is evil.
2: Mm-hmm. But
0: at the same time, that guy's being controlled by the guy that's running the other the other government that is way more evil. Right, like like by
1: leaps and bounds. And there's a lot more political nuance with the Confederacy in uh, the Clone Wars as well. Like, we do see negotiations happen between them and the Republic, um, especially with uh, Padme and that other senator from... Uh, mm-hmm. from the I know you're talking about her, her friend. Yeah. The... Oh, And then there's Ahsoka becomes friends with that other Confederate guy.
0: It's weird because they, they try to present it, uh, the both sides of the art coin sort of argument sort of thing in the show but still we're supposed to be rooting for the republic so they're never going to we're never going to see eye to eye with them another example of this sort of thing would be in firefly where malcolm reynolds nathan fillion thumbs up i'm thumbs upping the microphone doesn't do anything Where he was part of the the confederate states equivalent the um oh someone's gonna punch me for not remembering what what the name of his thing was, oh, I feel so sad. But in that show, we're supposed to see the Rebels as sympathetic and mm-hmm. the Alliance, or would be the Republic, as the... Yeah, exactly. Whether they had good intentions or not, I mean, every government has good intentions. Usually. To a certain... For a certain uh, yeah. It, to a certain point? in a certain Yeah, to case. a certain degree. Thank you. I'm trying to use the Star Wars point of view thing, but I forgot what the first word was. Man, mm. I'm having a day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, I, I can't say for sure if... If the CIS was evil for the sake of being evil, I don't. I don't believe they were. I think I don't that they think were so evil because we were supposed to believe they were. Mm. But when we get down to the average citizen, you know that they're, they're shown to be just like you and me, just trying to get by. Um, it's the people in charge that tend to
1: have um, ulterior motives, and that's really like the genius of Palpatine's overall plan is Mm -hmm. that you know he caused that division specifically to take the 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 human element the empathetic element Mm -hmm. and force it out of the conflict so that he could easily manipulate and control everything at the end of the day i don't think they were evil at all just like the republic they were being manipulated by a really evil guy right and what would they have done i probably instill a system of government that they thought was better than the republic
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know which also appeared to be some sort of democracy yep so just i don't know it was it was more like a more like a uk style
0: yeah like parliament as opposed to senate and congress mm-hmm. so. which is way more fun to to watch you ever watch parliament proceedings they just yell at each other yeah it's the best
1: uh the last question from uh miles is does the new republic make use of old imperial military equipment if not where did it all go there's a ton of it after all um well we
0: haven't i haven't really been paying attention to the books and novels that have been coming out same um but from my knowledge of the eu Yes, of course they did. It's mm-hmm. not like the New Republic came in and then Star Destroyers were thrown in the trash. Right. Um, those are expensive ships and effective at what they do. I know in like, some of the old EU novels, like there were squadrons of New Republic TIE fighters. I mean, they're not going to just get rid of them.
1: Like, right. That's, that's hardware that they can use. Um, In the, the, the new canon stuff, we've seen in Resistance we've seen some of the the pirate crew using Imperial Surplus. Um, Like, they've got Stormtrooper, uh, you know, bits of armor, and Mm -hmm. E-11s. So, um, that's really all I've seen from that. I think it probably was, you know, just like like how we don't see a lot of the uh, Old Republic, you know... Yeah, but that stuff was, like, thousands of years ago. No, but I mean, like, even the clone... Oh, okay. Era so
0: stuff. The, the only time, like, I was going to say is that we don't really see it in the movies that, like, the equipment from the prequels you think would still be prevalent in 20 years later. I mean, mm-hmm. the U.S. military is still using stuff that's 20 years old. Right. You'd think we'd see venerators flying around, something like that. Um, mm-hmm. Though we do see in Rogue One that troop crawler that's carrying Jin on... That one planet, remember at the very beginning, the prison one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, Bonnie, I'm gonna go with well, Bonnie. That was a tank the clones used <laughs> in in rebels. We see that Rex and the gang have taken an old ATTE and turned, turned it into, into, into their RV. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> I think I think Miles's questions more along the lines of the new Republic government, not so much as like independent persons taking sure. command of stuff. But I'm I'm sure that. Like, I'm sure the First Order has Victory-class Star Destroyers floating around, and I'm sure the New Republic has them floating around. They probably they probably don't send them to places where there might be, like, a PR issue. Like, I doubt people want to see Star Destroyers flying over their newly liberated home, but right. if that's the equipment that's available, I mean, they'd use that, and they'd probably... I think in the EU, they kept pushing all that older equipment uh, further and further on the boundaries. Mm-hmm. To, like, the frontiers and then, like, the sure. newer equipment to patrol the newer stuff. I mean, we see and, in, again, back to the EU, Thrawn, uh Commandeers, a fleet of dreadnoughts that, you know, hadn't been used since before the Clone Wars.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And the other thing, too, to keep in mind is that it's been, like, 40 years.
2: Oh,
0: between.
1: from the, yeah. Yeah, and so well, there's plenty of time. If, if, if you could, you know, churn out in 10 years what the Empire did, in 40 years you're going to have some turnover in terms yeah. of... New equipment, new stuff. And so, you know, I'm, I'm positive that it exists, but I'm sure, like, you know, we've seen newer stuff as well. All right. Well, thank you, Miles, for those questions. Um. Next up, we have a couple questions from Katie. Hi, Katie. My girlfriend, Katie. Um Rappetism. Yeah. She asks, Do you agree with the theory that the rise of Skywalker is a reference to a new order of Force users instead of ray being another skywalker or kylo being redeemed as in so the theory is she's asking if we believe the theory that rise of skywalkers or skywalker refers to the new name of the jedi for instance have you heard this theory i have and i didn't really pay much attention to it
0: well that's the theory Sky- skywalkers way too many syllables yeah skywalker order that's dumb
1: yeah as... like order of skywalker as an award that's sweet that's a sweet award again jedi fanboy i think you know especially with the last jedi and how it ended up you know luke's last words were, i will not be the last jedi and how bankable jedi is you know from a meta standpoint uh i don't think that I don't think it should be the name of the new order. Maybe an honorific or something along those lines, mm-hmm. but I'd prefer if they were just still called Jedi. I think my personal theory is that either Rey will adopt the name symbolically or we'll get a a, a bendemption, and that's kind of where that'll fit in. I mean, we won't know until we see it. I've been staying away from speculation for the most part. Yeah. Because I don't want to feed into the... Uh, the cycle See, I'm, of madness i'm trying to figure out if it's like a clever lucas play on words and then i'm trying
0: to think of like the other movies and like no they're pretty they're pretty, they're pretty straightforward pretty, frank yeah yeah revenge or uh empire strikes back what happened to that? the empire struck back nope that one doesn't work <laughs> return of the jedi yeah the jedi did
1: return that one did yeah well, the Empire did strike back. I think the
0: only one I can think of is like the Phantom Menace. Like, who really is the Phantom... Is mm-hmm. is Maul the Phantom Menace, yeah. or is or is Palpatine the guy controlling from behind the mm-hmm. Phantom Menace? So they may be bookending it with another like kind of obscure, sure, kind of kind of reference, or maybe it's just about Luke Skywalker Force Ghost and being really angry. You know, like, get a rise out of Skywalker. So angry.
1: That's or, the worst idea whatever. I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> Next question from Katie. Blue milk or green milk? Never had green milk. I've also never had green milk. I have and had as, blue milk. And again, the blue yeah. milk has vodka in it usually, so <laughs> blue milk? I'm also going to go with blue milk. All right. Next question from Katie is how many porgs? Correct. I'm going to go with all the porgs, mm-hmm. including Comrade Porg, who watches over us as we podcast. He's going to seize the means of porgduction. porg pork it. I like this next one. Who owns the Millennium Falcon? Chewy or Lando? Can you really own a ship? Yes. Oh, dang it, that's right.
0: <laughs> As a Rise of Skywalker, who owns the Falcon? I am assuming that's where she's asking. Well, Ray stole it. Yep. And possession is nine tenths of Galactic Law.
2: Hmm.
0: Fight me. <laughs> I... I mean technically it belongs to the uh, sergeant angle What's says Simon
1: Pegg um plot yeah no <laughs> no
0: he because he, owned he that stole dust. it
1: there's that huh. whole line where he said somebody stole it from somebody and Uncompart stole it from them and then I'm gonna Google it they, this they is important stole from Han keep keep uh uh keep bantering. my my personal opinion is chewie has earned that dang ship it's Chewbacca's ship. Let him have the ship. He's been on it longer than everybody else. It's his ship. <laughs> okay,
0: so maybe he stole it.
1: Yeah. There was that whole okay, then line. Okay, he stole it from
0: the Irving boys, who at some point stole it themselves. They stole it from Gannis Duquesne. Duquesne. And then Duquesne stole it from Han Solo. Yep. Uh, ben. No. Ben Solo owns it. No. Yep. Nope. It's, it's, um...
1: It's not hereditary. It's,
0: um... It's necromonger rules. You keep what you kill. He killed his dad, he gets his ship. Boom. Boom.
1: Nope. Nope. Wrong. Terrible. Off Chronicles person. of
0: Riddick 2. Not, not, uh, Pitch Dark 2 or whatever. I want more stories with necromongers. I like Pitch Dark. <laughs> not pitch black pitch dark no well it's a sequel you gotta change the name up stupid
1: (laughs) Yeah, dingus uh last question from katie what type of conlang would you like to see explored in the star wars cinematic universe who conlangs you know like uh is this
0: this is insider talk isn't it
1: it's uh, conlang is a a language made up for a thing like klingon or dothraki or yeah something like that it would be cool if like Hatzi's got a like actual conlang attached to it. I think it's just random snippets and words. I don't think it's an actual conlang, but that that could be cool. Um, I'm thinking Bachi. Yeah, trade, it's a trade language. <laughs> yeah,
0: or maybe maybe a way that we can actually understand what the droids are saying, like everyone else can.
1: Yeah, that's weird. But um,
0: I think there's a good chance that Huttese, H- maybe Bocchi and maybe Mandoa will be
1: will be mm. touched on uh with the Mandalorian series. Sure. Mandoa would be a cool one. Yeah, Hatez is like the second like biggest language in the universe yeah. apparently. So other than basic. Jawa language would be interesting. Hutini. Hutini.
0: Ewok. Ewok. Yub-nub! I mean I think at this point we're just naming
1: languages that we can name. Well, right, like that's the thing with Star Wars—they've never, they've never really had a true conlang, I don't think. Like a true like alphabet with, like, you know, rules and 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 grammatical. Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, Arabesh things. is Arabic is just—it's—it's ha- it's just a different. It's a different, different written. Than yeah, not different, different written, And it's a direct sort of thing too. Uh, yeah, good questions, Katie. All I, right, I hope we had named all the Star Wars languages. Yeah, <laughs> to answer your question. <laughs> Uh, Moving on. Roommate Mike. I know that guy. Has a couple questions for us. Uh, The Star Wars prequels were received with a lot of negativity, but are now looked back to fondly. Do you believe the future will have the same fate for the current sequels, or has society changed enough since then that the feelings toward the movies will not be affected over time? Uh, Everything gets better with time. Uh, I think it will
0: change. I think the people, like the, the turnaround on the prequels that we hear a lot of are from people from people that grew up with the prequels and Mm -hmm. saw them when they were kids that it connected with them more when they were children than it did with the adults that um only knew the original trilogy Mm -hmm. um and i think the same thing is happening with the sequel trilogy where you have one demographic of people that grew up with the original trilogy and it's still not the original trilogy which Mm -hmm. is fine it's entirely it's a movie set in the same universe. It's not supposed to be exactly the same. Right. And when it is the same, they complain, and that's weird. Yep. Um can't please anybody. Though I do I do find that well, for the most part my interactions with people that grew up with the prequels, love the prequels when they were kids, enjoy enjoy the sequel trilogy more. I feel like the most of the hate for the sequel trilogy comes from a lack of personal nostalgia for mm-hmm. things happening because it's, you know, 40 years in the future. It's technology is different so the things just aren't the same so there's not that that thing to latch on to like you did when you were a kid i think it'll be fine
1: yeah. um i mean it made more money than the other ones so you know when i see kids who dress up for a con or dress up for uh halloween or something that come to my house those kids are in kylo costumes Mm -hmm. and they're in ray costumes and they're in captain phasma costumes those are their star wars heroes Mm -hmm. it's a generational thing like star wars is such a generational phenomenon i think that it's the same thing is going to happen like you said you know the kids who grew up with the sequel trilogy are going to be the the people who are voicing their opinions the most in the future, and they're going to have a more positive opinion than some of the people do now. So, I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, let's see. What is your favorite Star Wars-themed promotional item that is a separate comp- that a separate company has released? Favorite Star Wars-themed promotional item that a separate company has released? I mean all of them are released by disney Good licensing well i, I so what i think he's You're saying here talking is about like, what's
0: my favorite taco bell toy from the yeah purples? exactly okay. like
1: that that sort of thing
0: hmm
1: that's a good question oh, okay that makes
0: sense yeah okay i'm currently a big fan of the adapt popcorn holder you could get at the disney parks oh nice which is roughly the same scale as the the one for that that came with the twenty-eight millimeter uh, miniatures. Mm-hmm. So now I have two add-ons that I can use in D and D settings. I really there's, like. There's got to be something that was like super obscure. Well, from I... like McDonald's. Yeah. Or Taco Bell because they had the they had a bunch because they're owned by Pepsi.
1: I think I still have like a little. Uh, uh, I think it came in a cereal box. It's like the clone uh, drop ship. Mm-hmm. It's just on little wheels. Mm-hmm. You can wheel it around. I think I still have that. Yeah, that's that's one I might have to get back to you on cuz
0: oh yeah, I can only think of stuff that's been more recently like that popcorn old at popcorn holder. Excuse yeah. me. The AT at popcorn holder. <laughs> Suckers. And when Solo came out, you could get a an L337 head. Oh yeah. as a popcorn holder and I had that holding my my D&D dice for a while, but it just became like obnoxious to carry around. Yeah, and the latch wasn't super strong either. No, it wasn't. Yeah, I have a bunch of popcorn tins from Rogue One uh, when I got to see it when I was working in Orlando. My friend Amber—it's I mean, all like all the all the
1: promotional stuff I can think of—is like super recent. My friend Amber got me uh, lightsaber chopsticks for my birthday. Those are cool. <laughs> Let's see what storyline or game genre hasn't been explored previously in Star Wars video games. ...that you would most look forward to playing? Okay, well, let's go over the genres and name things.
0: So FPSs, there are a ton. We don't need to name them.
1: RPGs. Uh, RPGs. Covered. There's,
0: yeah, there's two good ones. Uh-huh. And a handful of okay ones. RTS, we got... Uh, Empire at War. Force Commander and Empire at War. Mm-hmm. We got Flight Sims. Yeah, TIE Fighter TIE and X-Wing. Uh, survival Horror, you could probably count the new Vader Immortal. yeah. Maybe. I would probably count that. sure procedurally gen- generated online multiplayer crafting. Oh, what are the other buzzwords, Ian? Come on, Help me out. Microtransaction. Yeah, some microtransactions.
1: Live service. We got any of Rogue survival. Star Wars yeah. Online. <laughs> yeah, jeez. <laughs> no crafting. Um, I have an MMO. Uh, you know, one thing that would be kind of cool to to see and. I can't believe the words are about to come out of my mouth. But all all games where we kind of explore the dark side stuff, it's usually like an RPG where it's an optional path. Mm -hmm. It would be kind of cool to see a narrative that is... Imperial or Sith or Dark Side from start to finish. Got a little bit of that with the Force Unleashed, but then switches, turn into Battle gun. To yeah, switches. Battlefront Two. Yeah, Battlefront Two switches. Um, and then Kotor, Kotor Two. That's that's choice. Yeah, it would be interesting to see a like a single player narrative that focuses. Would
0: be, would be interesting on that is if they would allow you to choose how you approach the Dark Side. Because mm-hmm. I could see it easily just being. You go into a room and there's a puppy. Oh, I have to kill the puppy because I'm dark side.
1: Yeah, it would be kind of like how uh, roommate Mike actually. This is cool that it's your question. How roommate Mike played his Sith in uh, in Swotor when mm-hmm. we were playing. Like he 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 ran his Sith as like the most like diplomatic. Like he took mm-hmm. the quote unquote light side options. He was just like. Oh, I, I i can only kill. I can only like. I can force choke this guy. I yeah. don't need to like slaughter him. Or yeah, I don't. You know, I don't want to play a game where I'm a dark side murder hobo. Yeah, that's true. I don't. I don't want that either. Because personally, I struggle playing those characters anyway. Mm-hmm. I prefer to be a light side murder hobo. Cool. I kill in the name of good and blind <laughs> blind following lawful. Calm down, zealot. Lawful good, completely <laughs> paladin. Whatever, yep. same thing. Nope i'm not evil
0: what are you talking about <laughs> you're, you're the one that's evil you can tell by the fact you're on my sword yeah exactly i think i think another genre that hasn't been touched on with star wars or maybe i'm misremembering though as i'm saying this i think i am misremembering but like a telltale style
1: oh a uh, quick time event game <laughs> yeah that could be interesting i feel
0: like there was one though and like i feel I like can't, there was one too i can't think of what it was, it was... i can't
1: place it either Mm-mm. no
0: Maybe it's just because Telltale's gone away and so just all of it's blocked out.
1: Uh, a good fighter game would be cool, too. Oh, Masters of Terracasse? I said a good fighter game. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Yeah. Alright, that's a good one. Uh, Another question from Mike. If you were introducing a friend to Star Wars who has never seen any of the movies, what order would you recommend they watch them in? Um i'm a fan of both chronological and i actually am a big fan of doing a new hope and empire strikes back and then on the vader reveal go back to the prequels Uh, like a a a pseudo machete yeah pseudo machete flashback sort of thing so you you get the reveal that darth vader is luke's father And then you go back to see how Anakin becomes Darth Vader. Mm. And then you resolve that with Return of the Jedi and then go forward. Those are my two.
0: See, Mike, because I know you're asking me, uh, I would start with the Ewok movies and Mm. just remind everybody that they get better.
1: Uh, I actually... you (laughs) get them out of the way. You mentioned something uh, the last time we were talking about the Ewok movies that I really liked. And it was, if the you Gorons. have, like, little, little kids, mm-hmm. like, not quite ready for Star Wars proper, show them the Ewok movies. They'll get a kick out of it. It's, they're essentially for their age range. Right. And it will completely blow their minds when they see Ewoks in Return of the Jedi. Right. I, I really the, liked that.
0: All using their skills of fighting the Gorax to fight, fight the Empire. Exactly
1: so that i i really like that uh that recommendation other than
0: that i'd i'd probably say chronological if we're just touching on the main on the, the main trilogy yeah. not the, the star wars stories
1: yeah star um, wars stories i feel like you could do them chronologically you could also just kind of think if, them. You're, if
0: you're just introducing someone to star wars you wouldn't want to add rogue, rogue one so story like... because it doesn't have any it has what vader and tarkin yeah and a little bit of layup, but mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't really affect the main characters the, the right. story's about.
1: Right. Um, Solo.
0: I, I don't know if I would add Solo at all to that list until the end, just because... Yeah. You add Solo after Force Awakens. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, I can see that. That's yeah, a good one. That's a good, good place to fit on this, you, you see Han die, but then you, then you see his then beginnings. Then you see his beginnings. Oh, sorry, Spoilers. For people you find that us? haven't watched
1: Star Wars yet, yeah. oh, I'm sorry. Uh, let's see. Uh, with John as the Empire sympathizer and Ian as the Jedi fanboy, what was the one character in Star Wars that you connected to the most that rivaled your alliances? All oh, the Empire. They rivaled the alliance.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh my God. <laughs>
0: it's like um, the Ewoks. I love the Ewoks. Hmm. I'll always love the Ewoks.
1: Um, That's pretty fair. I really like Duku. Uh, he is. He, he he's he's again he's uh, as as we've said many times on the podcast. He genuinely believes he's doing the right thing, mm-hmm. uh, and he's just going about it in a different way. Of being being with the San Diego Sabers, uh, you get to a certain point, and you are kind of classed out. So you are put into either a gray a a jedi or a a sith kind of role in terms of like philosophy in going through thinking about that i've had to rationalize like in the space movie yeah the sith are dark and a holes and in the jedi are the good guys and the gray people are the in-betweeny ones but like in reality it's very much a gradient and people fall on that gradient in different places so I think Dooku is one of those people who is closer to the grey side of things rather than the Palpatine Vader levels of sithness, you know? So I, I, I respect that in, in in him. Um you know, I, I like I like Dooku a lot. And Thrawn too. Thrawn is he's just a fun character. Mm-hmm. I just I just like him a lot. Ewoks. Ewoks. Ewoks number one. Yep, nub. John, this is a question specifically for oh, you. Gross. What is your dream Star Wars cosplay to create for yourself if money or time was not a hindrance towards completing it? I really want to do a mud trooper. Like really,
0: really bad. That's one of the few Imperial costumes that you could wear that airsofting group. Like my Veers armor is fiberglass. So it'd be, I'd want to make it out of fiberglass so that it could withstand being hit by BBs. Besides that one, because I, I just love the idea of the Imperial infantry that aren't elite trained stormtroopers or death troopers or mm-hmm. you know some sort of trooper. They're just just dudes with guns. Go. Well, I mean, um,
1: they are called mud troopers. <laughs> other than that, a pantomime adat. Uh, this one's for me, Ian, as a film student. Is there one technique or theme that is used in creating the Star Wars movies that rubs you the wrong way or is hard to look past? Ewoks. Um. Hmm. Not particularly. Though there is there is one thing that I am a little worried about for Episode Nine, And that is... Uh... One, one kind of overarching theme in Star Wars is, you know, the, the underdog wins against the big bad, which is fine. That's a permanent, you know, thing. But there's also been, you know, uh, we've had two movies that have hinged on uh, primitive culture and tactics beating out the big bad in Ewoks versus the Empire and Gungans versus the the CIS droid forces. Uh, The Trade Federation droid forces. I don't think they actually split yet. Um, And, you know, with some of the stuff we're we're seeing in in the promotional material, you know, I I, kind of want them to go all out. Big guns, big battle, big climactic stuff at the end instead of kind of relying on the the same trope again so uh i just i i don't mind any of the repetitive tropes or themes uh i just if if you're gonna do them do do something new and 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 put a twist on it don't let it go stale all right well we still have a bunch of questions left but i think we're gonna try to split this up into a two-parter so let's do one more i i can do that okay let's do one more I have the time. Um, this one comes from a uh, friend of all podcasts and friend of the show, Tim. Oh, that guy. Tim asks, how does host John feel about the new First Order officer uniforms shown in the Vanity Fair photo shoot? Because, and he put it as chef's kiss, but mwah.
0: I have to pull it up real quick because Legion General Pride, Pride? Pride. Pride. Pride has a cool outfit.
1: I think that's what he's specifically referring to. Like
0: the built-in sash? I'm down. Yeah. I I've, I've always like the only thing I don't like about the first order uniforms is the material they're made out of, like it's like weird like kind of plasticky, shiny mm-hmm. fabric. But other than that, I think they look super clean, but like I think clean is like the best word to say it or like the rebel uniforms are always kind of like kind of moshed together baggy pockets everywhere the first orders costumes are just very very neat i i i also am not the biggest fan of their ranks being the names of people didn't you know mm. about this Ian?
1: i so, vaguely like, know generals about it have
0: tarkin written on armbands around their arms sort yeah of i think that could get really confusing in a hectic situation yeah uh, where you need to figure out who's in command without if you don't know who that person is right Um, if you don't know the only ginger general, Mm -hmm. like, you might just call him private or whatever. I don't know. I think we've, we've seen this in Star Wars where, like, the higher that your rank are is, uh, especially on, like, the Rebel Republic side, the higher your rank is, the more you can get away with, with a unique uniform. Mm. Aldo just showed up in a purple dress. No, no idea that she's an admiral. Yeah. Um, there's no way to mark her. I mean, maybe, maybe purple hair is a mark it's of a an rank admiral, i don't
1: know <laughs> yeah what you didn't know is that uh admiral akbar uh when he's in command he puts on a purple wig right yeah and yeah.
0: <laughs> we didn't see it because he was sucked into
1: space right um <laughs> flew out the window <laughs> yeah with his wig right yeah I, I i like i like that costume cool we actually had a comment on that question on uh i, I think you'll appreciate this uh aaron on twitter said want to know how i feel pleats I seriously believe the costuming department is messing with costumers now. Evil, diabolical costuming, oh my God, drafting please, designers. Pleats are so much fun to make. Challenge accepted, she says. So <laughs> thank have, you, Aaron, for
0: that. With the, the amount of Victorian bustle dresses I've made over the years, like pleats are a, such a pain to figure out. But once you get them down, they look so nice. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I agree with you, Aaron. They are messing with us because they know... We're going to have to buy more of that terrible fabric. We're
1: going to find a way. (laughs) So uh, we had a bunch of other people writing questions I'm very, very thankful for. But we don't have enough time to get to them all today. So we will pick that up in the next episode. Uh, Before we go today, I just want to go ahead and uh, we're going to do something a little different today. Uh, We reached out to a brand new podcast overseas in the UK called The Drunken Menace. Uh, they're very, very funny guys, uh, and they go, went ahead and answered a couple questions for us and sent it over to kind of introduce themselves. So as part of our celebrating our existence, uh, we wanted to uh, get some new guests on and, and make you guys aware of a couple podcasts that you might not be aware of and ones that are, that are newer because we got a lot of help when we started. So um, take it away, you drunken weirdos.
0: This is where I insert the audio. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi, hi, Ben.
3: Hello. 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 And hello to everybody listening on Hoth Topics. (laughs) Woo! We've been asked to uh, to come on your show, which we're very, very pleased about, uh, to introduce ourselves. Now, first of all, we'll say... If you're under the age of 18, you might want to turn off. If you're under the age of 21, you probably want to turn off as well. Most people under the age of 50 would probably want to turn off. In fact, most people want to turn off. We do swear a lot. We are not very nice people. Uh, But we do like Star Wars. So, as I say, I'm Stu. I'm Stu Tonks. And we've got... Anybody want to jump in?
1: No. (laughs)
3: See, this is the shit I have to put up with. Seriously, <laughs> this is why I, I, I swear a lot. So this is James. Hello. James, James Anderson Brown. Good day. And then we've got Ben. Hello. Ben, ben Joynston.
4: Joinston.
3: Joynston. Joynston. I never pronounce your name, mate.
4: No, no, you don't. It's obvious, because you get it wrong.
3: <laughs> exactly. That's why I try not to pronounce it. So we're, we're from the UK. Uh, specifically... Uh, James and I are in the West Midlands of the UK, so we're near uh, a little town called Starbridge, which is near to a big, big town called Birmingham. Ben, where are you from again? I'm
4: um, just uh, south of Oxford.
3: South of Oxford, so no. people will know Oxford because it's the Shires. It's uh, Tolkien
4: country, sh- mate.
3: Not the Shire. Hey, no, 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 no no, 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 no. No, yes. Birmingham. (laughs) So they've asked us to tell us about their show. So we we do thank uh, Hoth Topics for inviting us on because we are generally quite rude. Our show is called The Drunken Menace. And what it does normally, uh, basically the idea is we get very, very drunk. Or as we say in England, pissed. (laughs) Faced. Wankered.
4: Blethered. Uh, (laughs) Blasted. Blasted.
3: Oh, see, now they said they'd beep us out, which I do hope they do, because that'd be a lot of beeps. But yeah, we get ourselves from blasted uh, on wine, beer, cider or whatever. And then we talk about Star Wars. And sometimes we don't talk about Star Wars. Sometimes we talk about all the things as well. But we try to keep it to Star Wars because um, we love Star Wars. Uh, so they've asked us. And I think this is a pretty damn good question, really, on, on behalf of uh, Health Topics. Why? How do they know? How, how How? do they know that we like Star Wars? What can we say? What's our biggest, you know? How are we a real fan? Ben, I'm throwing it out to you. Why are you a real fan of Star Wars?
4: Well, if you could um, look at the current office that I'm sat in, um, there is nothing but Star Wars memorabilia. Everywhere around the room. <clears throat> um, first of, when you
3: say Star Wars memorabilia, you sure you don't mean Ewok
4: porn? Well, I cannot confirm or deny mm. that the fairy creatures do get my goat going.
3: <clears throat> oh. <clears throat> Luca.
4: Luca, Luca. Uh, lupa, 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 yes. So yeah,
3: okay. So you you you're in an office surrounded by Star Wars merch. Why 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 did you, how did you get into that? How old are you, Ben?
4: Uh, 36, 37 in a couple of, a couple of weeks. Young child. bastard. Young yeah. Child. Child. Yeah, so my, yeah, my sort of first memory of Star Wars was actually Return of the Jedi on VHS. My parents watched it first to see if I could watch it. So that was the first Star Wars <laughs> film I ever saw on VHS. They watched
3: it to see if you could watch it?
4: Yeah, to see if it was, like, not evil enough or oh, sorry not bad enough <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
5: more evil they want this to be more wrong they yeah, heard there was going to be porn,
4: this porn in it proper dark actually... for a seven year old child
3: <laughs> there might be porn in this film about cuddly teddy bears we're exactly. watching it before him and yeah. did they Did they let you in the room or did they come out all host- hot and flustered afterwards they
4: came out rather hot and flustered and then went Ben go and sit in the corner um, no they then let me watch it in daylight put it that way. Um, actually, <laughs> only in daylight <laughs> only in daylight yes I don't know are your family vampires? Yes, yes they are. James! <laughs> <laughs>
3: How about you then, Sunshine?
4: Uh, quite similar,
5: but I'm not old. It was Betamax. Uh, <gasps> yeah, I had a, a Betamax copy of Star Wars that my dad brought home, and I became obsessed, watched it every day. I'm uh, well, still watching now, still, still here. On Betamax? On Betamax? <laughs> That's the one I haven't got. Um. So yeah, yeah. That's that's really why I got into it. It's the first kind of film that actually really saw properly, I think, to be fair. And it was um, blew me away, and I couldn't stop watching it.
3: Climbing. So I go back a lot longer, longer than you guys because I saw it at the cinema in 1970. I think it was January 78. It came over to England, and we queued for two and a half, three hours in the snow to watch this film and it was at the time in the cinema in the in in england in the 70s that you could stay in and watch the film afterwards and we went oh it's amazing that's fantastic apparently i hyperventilated when darth vader came out we'll have to check. <laughs> you'll have to check that one with my mom she'll tell you to tell you
4: round paper um,
3: back so ask me ask mrs t that one and um yeah, I hyperventilated. I we, we stayed to watch the film again, and they came and they went, sorry, you've got to leave. And the queue was about half a mile long, and I'm not exaggerating, at the cinema. little tiny, two-screen cinema. And then we had back in 1979,
5: 78. And, and you were 32?
3: And I was 32 <laughs> at the time, yeah. No, I was I was uh, 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 I'd be current, just come to seven, so I was six years old. Just come to seven, and I saw, the first bit I saw was on a TV programme called The Krypton Factor. <laughs> and they showed the uh, the cantina sequence. And I saw Chewbacca and I was like,
4: "That's <laughs> the hairy beast.
3: And um, yeah, um, fell in love. Won all the Star Wars toys in Star Wars Weekly magazine. First 10 figures. And I've been hooked ever since. And I still love it to this day. i give a shit people, say. I still love it. Ali, I love the good and the bad. It's like following a football team or a, uh, a soccer team, should we say, for the Americans. Stick Stick with it with the good and the bad. There you yeah.
5: go. No, I, mean, so that's yeah. why... I was going to say that that's, that is Star Wars, isn't it? Because it's, it's got so different elements to it that there is some real rubbish in there, not the holiday special and... No don't, different bits and bobs. Don't,
4: don't, don't talk about that holiday don't, special. Brilliant. Don't
5: don't diss the holiday special. Boba Fett for the first time. Exactly. exactly. Nice. That was the good bit. The bad bits were wookie porn. <laughs> <laughs> Grand,
3: grandpa watching wookie porn. That's a bit creepy.
5: I can't get that image out of my head now.
3: <laughs> you just what? don't want to get that image out of your head.
5: My brain. Uh.
3: <laughs> so, what, what are you guys looking forward to? We've been asked by Hoth topics. What? What? What are you looking forward to? Why going the, on, why going on a holiday.
5: Going on holiday. <laughs> have a burger. Have uh, a drink. Have another
4: drink.
3: More drinks. Star Wars related.
4: Oh, uh, yeah, Mandal- come. Mandalorian to me. Can't wait for that.
3: <laughs> Mandalorian.
4: Yeah. Ooh, yeah. That is Bobber going to be in it, do you reckon? Oh, he has to be. Oh, you going got to be. I will stab John Favreau with a spoon because it's blunt and it'll hurt more.
3: <laughs> Absolutely. gonna have our boy Bobber in it. He's, oh, James?
5: To be fair, the same, I think. Um, yeah, I think the Mandalorian is definitely the one that seems the most interesting. It's, it's what they do over like 10 hours. I find that kind of fascinating in, yeah. in yeah, exactly. uh, live
4: action. Because you haven't got just sort of two and a half, three hours to cram everything. You've got you can just spread it all out. You can build the characters. You can make the universe and uh, just flesh it out. that's what I'm looking <coughs> forward to. Yeah.
3: I'm very much looking forward to Warner Heard, so being in the Mandalorian. That guy's a dude. I mean, he, he directed some of the craziest movies um in the seventies. Guy got shot during an interview and just carried on doing an interview. I love one of her songs. So,
5: well, I, I, I saw the first 10 minutes of celebration, didn't
3: I? And, uh, oh, my wife paid for me. So, yes, you saw the first, You did. You saw the first... 10 minutes. You're probably drunk for the first eight, but go on.
5: Yeah, I only remember the last two seconds of it. No, but um, most of that was uh, Warner uh, doing his. He his, his, his looks amazing in it. He sounds, he's just, he really is. He seems like a real nasty character. Uh, <laughs> he, he comes across great.
3: So he channels himself.
5: He does, yeah. And he got shot. <laughs> and he got shot. He got shot.
3: <laughs> only a man can make a film. I'll even mean, want to hear I can make a film about people carrying a, a boat across a mountain and go, how are we going to do this? I'll tell you what, we'll build a boat and we'll carry it across a mountain. I take you guys have not seen this film? No, what yep. film is that? All right, look it up, it's brilliant. Now I'm not going to carry on with these you morons. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> hey, anyway, like Star Wars and nothing else. So, right. Okay, so back to our show, it's about Star Wars. Uh, apparently. Um, so the show's name is The Drunken Menace. I wonder where we came up with that from. James, I believe you
4: came up with that idea of being a alcoholic.
5: Yeah, we we're, 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 were shit-faced. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, that was, um, it was all back at one of those Comic-Con things, wasn't it? Yeah. How, many, how many years have we been going now, Jim? Uh, God, six, seven years probably. And each time we just get absolutely shit-faced. Mm. It seems as if... Each one is the funniest one, if that makes sense. Well,
5: it's got to the point where we don't actually go in, really. No, no it's
3: just the bar. Yeah.
4: yeah.
5: yeah. We kind of get going for half an hour. The rest of the day is just spent in the pub drinking, talking rubbish.
3: I've never been to one with either of you, but I've been going to them since 92, 93. First one I went to, the no, second one I went to, I met um, Ralph Macquarie, which was awesome. <laughs> Um, but after that, yeah, it's it's always been you know set up, do a couple of hours, bars open in the bar, um, and that's what I've been doing a stall. Just left somebody there, but yeah, there it is it is kind of you know yeah we'll go go to the bar, see and yeah. meet up with. Yeah, I think and that's
4: that's where just, it came just, from. Wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. you just mentioned one like, was randomly wasn't it? you just said we should record this, and me and Trev looked at you and went looking okay, stupid. Nobody wants to listen to us. <laughs> <laughs>
3: And then they went, who else is an alcoholic?
4: Oh yeah, yeah. Anna, Stew. Anna yeah. Stewie. <laughs> and he does music. <laughs> he does music
3: as well. Come on. Sweet. So yeah, so 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 that's it. So thank you to the guys from Hoth Topic. Ben, the sensible you... one out of the three of us. Where,
4: where can they find us? Well they can find us at the facebook's <clears throat> um this random thing that mr somebody made of um, never heard of, of it yeah uh we have our own page on there called the drunken menace you can find us on there like and subscribe and all that thumbs up mm-hmm, quite and we are also on twitter at podcast menace um where we will be normally tweeting out all our links for all our episodes um anchor you can find us on there and spotify and google podcasts again search for the drunken menace and you'll find us um, I think that's it at the minute we haven't done Instagram yet have we boys nobody,
5: nobody wants to see, see, see us <laughs> is that where it's going to be just us on, on the crapper
3: <laughs> I'm, I'm the <laughs> totally, well, where, where else do we record it I know I'm on the loo right now
4: So, oh, that, that's, that's, oh we do have an email as well the drunken at gmail.com if you want to post us Ooh,
3: say hello send us a, a, explicit pornographic pictures
4: exactly or VWOX preferably preferably yes absolutely oh. preferably oh.
3: so thanks to the guys at hot, uh, hot Topics um, yeah, and, and congratulations on
4: your um, anniversary as well. Yeah, Quite anniversary hot
5: topics. Woo! Oh, ree,
4: ree, a ree, ree, a ree. ree. <laughs> Isn't that the noise that the British make when someone drops a, um, a glass behind the bar? Ree!
5: Hey! On a bike, clapping. Ree!
4: Hey. Uh, suck the <laughs> <laughs> Yes.
3: Yeah, on that note, thanks to so guys for Hot Topics, and Thank we you. hope
1: to speak to you soon. Ciao. Bye all. Bye. Thank you very much, the Drunken Medics. All you guys over there, Uh, I've been enjoying, I've been enjoying, I enjoyed listening to the episode that I listened to with you guys, and I'm looking forward to more. I think that's going to do it for us today, John. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. All right. Yeah. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to this episode of Hoth Topics, a podcast about Star Wars. If you want to get a hold of us, you can always send us an email at hothpod at gmail.com or tweet at us on the Twitters, at Hothpod. Uh, we also have our website, hofftopicspodcast.com, where you can find this episode, all of our other episodes, some articles, some opinion pieces, and various other... Majigers. Things. Who's-its and whatnots. Uh That's going to do it for us. I have been Ian. I'm thinking about pleats. John's thinking about pleats. Thank you, everybody. We will see you next time. May the force
0: ever be with you. So, I think the the key to remember in some of these things, uh, mostly star destroyers, is something that I only came to real, like think about in a few years ago. Where the Star Destroyer isn't a ship that destroys a star, it's a destroyer in space. Right. In the stars. And so, like, after I've, like, like, oh, oh, these are just, this is just hardware. These aren't, like, evil, malevolent ships. They're just... Right.
1: They do look pretty intimidating.
0: In yeah, I, yeah, they wouldn't have the same effect if they were called star cruisers. Mm-hmm. Or,
2: uh, star missile batteries. It's just not the same. No. But... <laughs>